here's a story from the world. For the first time in four years, Egypt is no longer under a state of emergency. The government of President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi made the decision following years of criticism from human rights advocates. Whether the move will help imprison writers, lawyers, and activists, that is another question. Joining us now is Professor Samer Shahata. He's an associate professor in Middle East Studies at the University of Oklahoma and joins us from Washington. Uh, Samer, can you tell us why the state of emergency was put in place to begin with? Well, the most recent state of emergency was put in place in 2017 after a series of bombings by an ISIS affiliate against churches in Egypt that left a number of people dead. But in reality, Egyptians have been living under a state of emergency for about 50 years, really, mostly on since 1967. For the state of emergency imposed by President uh, Sisi, who did it impact primarily? Well, probably impacts the majority of people who are in prison for protesting. Um, But it's also been used against, of course, uh, Muslim Brotherhood leaders and supporters, liberals and people who supported the 2011 revolution, youth activists, journalists, you name it, anyone who's been willing to criticize the government. So practically, what does it mean for the thousands of political detainees that the state of emergency has been lifted? Well, it's not perfectly clear yet what it will mean for those who are already in jail, right? Because many of the high-profile people, we believe, who've gotten the most attention are still going to be subject to their detention and so on, and the court system that they have been you know, subject to. It will hopefully end the special emergency state security courts that the emergency law allows, and it will hopefully, I mean, if it is to mean anything other than you know, just this declaration will allow a little bit of greater political space in Egypt. But that's certainly yet to be determined. What do you think the lifting of the state of emergency now signals more generally about the Egyptian government? I mean, is this them rolling out a welcome mat for free expression or simply confidence that they're firmly in control of the country? Well, they're firmly in control of the country. But I think what it is in response to is increasing criticism and some action by the international community about the human rights record and the state, the abysmal state of political freedom in Egypt. I mean, there's been intense criticism of the human rights record. And then, of course, very recently, the Biden administration withheld some aid, $130 million of aid to the government. And the government has been, in response, trying to change its image, trying to kind of uh, produce a makeover uh, and to, to say that you know, it's more interested in civil society groups, uh, you know, human rights, uh, and so on. Mm, and some of those uh, critics have been pretty relentless. Earlier this year, five leading human rights organizations in Egypt laid out some basic steps that should be taken to stop the erosion of human rights there. Uh, the lifting of the state of emergency, that was the first step. What are the next steps? And do you think the Egyptian government will continue the process? Sure. I mean, they asked for a number of very concrete things. I mean, freeing political prisoners, for example. There are th- thousands of political prisoners. Stopping the detentions that kind of go on forever. The you know, um, staying all executions, uh, political and and criminal cases, and so on. Uh, all kinds of uh, other things. So those would really be much more kind of concrete actions. And therefore, I, I think, and many others are a little bit skeptical about what this really means in practice. 
Samer Shahata is an associate professor in Middle East Studies at the University of Oklahoma, speaking with us from Washington. Thank you very much. My pleasure.